My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. This is issue 34. I'm Mark, your regular host, and as we've established, Fraser is away. My regular host is in America for two months, but later on in the show, don't worry, I'm going to have Ollie Spring joining me as a guest host. Ollie is a fellow wrestling commentator who um, is very much into comic books, but not really. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. First up, it is time for the news. With the sound of J. Jonah Jameson, you know it is time for the news. And we've got quite a lot of um, stuff for you, so I'm just going to go through it in a random order because I'm not as organised as Fraser. Uh, first up this week, we saw a trailer for um, a Vertigo TV adaptation called The Kitchen. And as far as I'm concerned, it looks pretty cool. There's strong female leads. It looks like my kind of gritty crime drama. And I'm very much looking forward to it. The trailer definitely worked for me. Possibly because it did have Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones as its kind of music in the background, which which was always going to do me a good job. But I am quite excited about The Kitchen, and I am looking forward to seeing that. We've also had an announcement from Marvel Audiobooks, and um, in September they're going to be doing some classic comics conversions to audiobook and as a fan of audiobooks i'm quite excited about this i mean we've seen great success with the wolverine podcast and it looks like marvel is quite into looking into more audio ways of dealing with their their their, their material and that that's cool so we've got ultimate x-men ultimate spider-man daredevil the man without fear and codename wolverine coming in audiobook relatively soon in september so I'm going to wait for that, and I'm definitely going to check that out. Talking about trailers, we've had the Spider-Man trailer, or at least 30 seconds of extra Spider-Man trailer. And, um, yeah, Fraser was very excited about this and sent me the link, and I'm sure he would have a lot more to say about it. But 30 seconds is 30 seconds. Um, it was, there was a moment where um, Peter Parker, he ghosts. Nick Fury, that's fun. There's um, acknowledgement that there's at least two, maybe three new suits in the new film. Um, and uh, Peter gets to play with Iron Man Specs. And it really, really looks like Happy is going to play a major part, almost as a mentor character in this film. So it's amazing how much you can actually get from 30 seconds. And it's it's cool. It's I, I'm, I, I like trailers, but I just want the film now. <laughs> I just... I just want the film now. I want it now. And um, it couldn't come soon enough. Um, talking about films, um, we have seen the... Um, the We have seen the, the Rotten Tomato reviews for 
uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, which is coming out. So it should be out by the time this show airs, actually. You should be able to watch it after you've listened to our show. And it's, um, it's not particularly good. As of Wednesday evening, there were 75 reviews in, and it had got a 21% score from, from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. But I'd be interested to see whether or not the fans and the critics agree on whether or not X-Men Dark Phoenix is good. But the the reviews so far are not looking good. I'm still gonna go and go gonna go and see it. I will see any any superhero film at the uh, cinema that I can. Because there's there's something about watching a film like that in the cinema, I think. So yeah, I'm still excited about it, but perhaps perhaps a little bit more cautious. No, I'm not even more cautious. We all knew that we that that we were worried about that being a good film on this show. So, anyway, I'm I'm, I'm still going to go. I'm still probably going to enjoy it, and we'll see. We will see. But the reviews aren't great. But reviews on everything. Uh, next up, and um, the the cast of Endgame have been brilliant on Twitter over the last week, bashing people who have been getting all grumpy about Pride Month. We are very much an LGBT-friendly show. Fraser's asexual, I'm gay, and we, we, we don't like homophobia. No one should like homophobia. And uh, when Dave Batista is slamming homophobic bishops and um, telling everyone in the world that his mum is gay, that's brilliant, and he is a, a wonderful ally to the LGBT community. And then a few days later, Chris Evans denounces straight pride because... Well, straight pride is just a horrible, horrible reaction of homophobes who don't get it. And it really is as simple as that. And Chris Evans calling for empathy and growth from these people. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. He was, he was at least pleasant about it. Batista was less subtle, whereas Chris Evans called for people just to be better people. And, and, and that's brilliant. When such high-profile stars are coming out as allies of LGBT people, you've got to love that. And I just want to say, personally, thank you to both Dave Batista and to Chris Evans. We've also had a look at um, the Teen Titans Raven um, trailer on YouTube for the DC Inc. title. Um, it looks quite fun. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of young adult stuff, and I know Fraser is as well. And... Um, I, I just got a Buffy vibe from this trailer, and, and that's not a bad thing. Buffy is one of my favourite things in all of ever. So, quite excited about Teen Titans Raven, and uh, I think that's going to go on pull, and pa pull or Pass later on in the year. Uh, finally, oh no, not quite finally, I've got two more. Um, it was announced earlier this week that uh, DC are not going to San Diego Comic-Con, which is quite a big deal, really, because they, 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 they go all the time. And Warner Brothers usually tend to launch a film there and they haven't this time and we don't really know why because they've got wonder woman or joker to promote at comic-con and they haven't they've decided they're not going to go what we've got instead was a um a poster for the wonder woman film and a date so 5th of june 2020 so this time next year we will all be rushing to see wonder woman i'm sure because who doesn't want to see wonder woman in the 80s and the poster's really cool, very colourful, probably maybe even a reference to Pride Month. And um, very much an 80s vibe looking on that poster. It looks great. I'm very excited about it. But the, I just wonder why they're not going to Comic-Con. 
And finally, unfortunately, no, I've got two. I've still got more news. Looking at my notes, I've got more news. Um, we've got some bad news and then some potentially good news. So I'm going to talk about Vertigo. And it's only a rumour at the moment, but it's looking like the iconic, tied, the, the iconic imprint is probably going to be withdrawn by, by, by DC, which is really sad after 26 years. And the comic book industry would not be the way it is without Vertigo. So it is very sad. I guess they've got their black label and maybe they're pushing that. And the, the, I understand that they want to change the way people own their own content and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's very, very sad. And I would I'd be very sad to see it go. I, I, I don't feel like the black label is Vertigo. It isn't as good as Vertigo. And we're going to miss out on some great titles because of DC's change in policy. But the writing's been on the wall. Vertigo's been hardly pushed by DC for, for a long time now. And, and that's just very, very sad. Fingers crossed that the rumour is just a rumour and that we are going to see some more Vertigo in future. And finally, definitely finally this time, some more Batman news. Batman is definitely going to be Robert Pattinson. It is absolutely confirmed. And like I said before, I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So we will see what happens later on in the summer. Fraser and I have done some fan casting for what we would like to see with Robert Pattinson's Batman. So look out for that later on in the year. We are back in the studio, and at this time, I am joined by my guest geek, Ollie Spring. Hello, Ollie. Hey, buddy. How are you? Uh, all right. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you for, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Well, well, we'll go straight into it. Tell me about yourself. You are Ollie Spring, the mastermind. Who is the mastermind? Oh, that's, that's the can of worms I'm not sure you're ready to open, man. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, well, you and I met through, through wrestling. I'm a wrestling commentator. That's kind of my... Uh, one of my many passions in life. Um, I yeah, I, I guess where, where do you start? Who is the mastermind? Um, I did answer that question once. I think I maybe offended a few people in the room by by kind of being a bit smug and saying, "Oh, the mastermind is a, is is the, the the brightest brain in British wrestling." Blah blah blah, and everyone kind of turned around and go, "What are you calling us dumb?" Um, uh, so I maybe yeah, got a bit yeah. of heat there. Um, yeah, you know I'm, I, a lot about wrestling though. I I, I do. That's true. Um, and. So my, my old office job was a little bit boring, so I had a lot of time just to sit on things like Wikipedia and, and just, just read about stuff um, and yeah, learn about who faced who at WrestleMania you know, 2 in 19, whatever it was. Um, yeah, and I kind of just soaked up all the, all, the, all the information. I'm a bit of a knowledge sponge like that. If, if, there's, there's, if it's something I'm passionate about, something I care about, I'll read a random fact and it will stay in my head forever. Um, give me something I, I, I don't care about. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it may, maybe not quite photographic, but I do remember some real random stuff. Um, and in a way, that's, so that's kind where of where you got the nickname from, right? Kind of, yeah. Um, it's it's when when I was starting my, my own podcast, me me and my little crew decided we all had to have like little nicknames. We couldn't just be Ollie Spring. We couldn't just be Mark. As we had to be the Mastermind and Magic Mark. Like it couldn't be just you know just hey, I'm Steve. Um, so we kind of gave ourselves ideas. Hmm? I'm trying to get rid of that magic thing. Oh, why? It's cool. Why? <laughs> I love magic. Magic's another one of the things I love watching. I've been, do... I've been Magic Mark for nine years. I can't do a jot of magic. Well, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time you should learn. 
I tried. I was maybe, terrible at it. Maybe, maybe you don't need to get rid of the magic name. Maybe you need to learn magic. Uh, no. I would, I, I would fully support hard. that I journey. Uh, I, I don't want to do that journey. <laughs> well, so, uh, I think that's a But you are, you are a wrestling commentator. You and I have sat on the desk together at various points. Tell me about who you work for. And um, basically, this is your plug opportunity. Oh, so, so this, this, I'm really bad at putting myself over. And I, I was having this conversation with someone a few weeks ago. And I'm really bad at kind of making myself stand out. And uh, well, not making myself, but like, yeah, kind of talking myself up. Um but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, in wrestling, I just try and work for, uh, work with and, and for anyone that will, that will have me. Uh, I mean, you'll obviously know, like, commentary isn't always people's kind of first thought when they when they put on shows. So um, I, I kind of make sure I do as much as I can and make life as easier for people as, as possible. Because, you know, if you start kicking up a fuss or, or being a bit of a, a, a prima donna, um, they're going to drop you uh, very quickly. But um, so yeah, I've, I've, worked, I've worked, let's say, with yourself at Hope Wrestling a few times. Um, that that was always always a good laugh. We have a good giggle on on commentary. Sacrifice Indeed. Pro is my is kind of like my home promotion, if you will, down in Leighton Buzzard, raising money for a, a charity a month. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm just looking at my own little list, and there's actually quite a lot. Um, I do a lot of stuff in in post for a company called Body Slam in Denmark. Um, the, the crazy Amazing. thing is, I didn't know you worked yeah. for a Danish company. I, I I'm essentially one of the voices of Danish wrestling. It's bizarre, and it's it's one of the most proudest honors I've, I think I've had in, in wrestling because um, we're very but, lucky but, in our in our scene over here. They they get like one show every two months over there if they're lucky. So, but it's in English, right? You you can't oh, yeah. say in English. Yes, you yeah, don't yeah, speak yeah. Danish. Oh no, Danish? not 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 even a little bit. Not even a okay. little bit. Uh, and, when, and when they're cutting the promos in the ring in, in full Danish or, or Swedish or whatever language they're using, um, yeah, I literally just lie and I'm like, wow, I can't believe he just said that about that guy. And literally, I just pretend like <laughs> I've known exactly what they were saying. Um, I could have essentially um, got myself in hot water by saying, you know, he could have been talking up somebody and I said he was talking trash about him. Who knows? Um, okay. So, yeah, that, that's really cool. I do some other stuff in post for... Uh, companies like, uh, like Pro Wrestling Clash and AWW. Um, Clash is kind of based down near me. AWW is the Midlands. Um, I work with Frontline now, uh, which is, of course, Will Ospreay's uh, company. That is a, a huge thing Good for me. That. Um, I've, I've worked over in Wales for Exposure. I do DOA kind of out in the Great Yarmouth area. I go, I go any, anywhere and everywhere I, I can physically get to, mate. It, uh, but, I mean, we're not, we're not here to talk about wrestling, really, are we? Did you, no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure how much... You, we, 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 should, we should walk down that road, but yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. I mean, the, um, the listeners know that know, know my various jobs, but you're yeah. absolutely right. We are here to talk about comic books, so let's go straight into it. We've got our usual interview questions. Mm-hmm. The first one is Geek Origin. What first got you into comic books? So I've been thinking about this an awful lot, and in all honesty, I'm, I can't quite kind of... I mean, when we say comic books, should we, should we just kind of broaden that out to just kind of comic book related things because sure kind of spoiler alert i guess i've, I've never actually read uh, read a comic um not not in my adult life anyway i'm sure i read them as a as a, as a child but i i'm one of these i and I'm, i don't know if i'm gonna if, if there's just the sound of everyone switching off right now I know. Uh, I've, I've, going, <gasps> he's never read, oh he's only seen the films um true but this but is I've, this is this is part of why I wanted to get you on the show. Yes, we, you yes. know the the idea that I can actually get someone on the show that loves the films but has never read the comics. You're incredibly unusual, <laughs> or at least incredibly unusual amongst my peers. You know. Yes. And yes. I mean, I, I would I would much rather be unusual than usual. 
True. Uh, but you've got a perspective that yes. neither Fraser nor I could bring to this show. So what, what, what we are doing later on in the show, doing a double trade-off where you're going to read both of the comics that both Fraser and I would recommend to someone to get them into comics. And you're, you're unique in that respect, that it's, it's legit. It's not just getting someone who likes comic books to read our two favourite comic books. It's getting someone who hasn't read comic books in their adult life to do not that. So a single you're, you're, page. You're an anomaly, which is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I need to change my question. What first got you into comic book films? <laughs> um, so this is the thing. Um, I think, I think it was potentially either X-Men or Spider-Man. Um, I'm going to say it was probably X-Men, but, um, yeah, I've been giving this a lot of thought. Um, I, I don't, no, I, I don't want, I don't want to tell this little mini story, but every Please day, every, every day on Facebook, I wake up and I look and see what I, uh, the first thing I do almost every day is to check my history on Facebook, see what I posted that day a year ago, two years ago. Yeah, just to kind of see where I was at this point. You know, when I, when I woke up this day last year, oh, I was eating ice cream or something, whatever. Um, uh, one of the things I saw, and I was I, I was immediately shocked and disappointed with myself. I I think I just got out of Iron Man two, and nine years ago version of Ollie said Iron Man two, what a complete waste of time. Uh, hated it. I, I I was really not a fan. I'm like Jesus, who was that guy? Because you look at me now, and I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, literally, I am. I, I'm. I'm like a walking um, Marvel sponsor. Everything you could possibly get, I, I have. A, I've got a Marvel lunch bag with a Marvel keyring on it. Um, my wallet I... is, is a Captain America one. My phone case has got Marvel plaster. Everything in my house is Marvel. I am such a fanboy right now, and I cannot believe that like 2010 Ollie hated Iron Man. I'm like, what was I thinking? So I obviously wasn't into it back then, <laughs> or at Why? least not, at least not the MCU. I have no idea. Literally, I, I'm looking back, and they're, they're, obviously something's happened over the past nine years uh, for me to just go from, oh, that was boring, and then all of a sudden I am, I don't, I, I don't know what it was. In, in all honesty, actually, maybe I do. Um, <laughs> so I, I, get, I guess the older I've got, the less I've cared about what people think about me. So right, if, right. If, if people judge me, the, the amount of times people have judged me for seeing Endgame five times already, it's, it's through that. Um, exactly, exactly. But there's a lot of people that look at me like, man, come on, really, five times. And I'm like, yeah, well, and Mark, when we're done today, I'm probably going to go see it six times. I'm not even going to lie. That is 15 hours of your life that you've already spent on Endgame. And it was with trailers and and adverts. It's more like 18. Very well spent. Very well spent, if you ask me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I've got the day off today. I'm going to go again later. So I, 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 I think maybe the older I've got, the less of a of a oh, can we swear no you can't swear we're no. family friendly cool the the less of a damn i have given is that yes that cool yes we all know what you mean and i'm sure yes. the vast vast majority of our uh, listeners are <laughs> over 18 course, but um we, we we decided on family friendly because we have a 10 a.m um time slot on a saturday morning and that's oh, yeah, about that case, no. family yeah. friendly as it should be yeah. really um but yeah, I, we, we do have the listen again but no, tr- try not to swear i, I, I can bleep you if uh <laughs> if, well no i probably I, won't be I, able to bleep you i kind of just want to get one in now just to make you do a little bit of work <laughs> uh, it's, it involves messing with a desk and i'm not really good at that <laughs> but no um yeah I, I i i i care less about whether people judge me for being a bit of a geek being, being a bit of a fanboy, 
Um, yeah, I just, I just don't really care. So I think at one point I must have just given in and been like, you know what, it is cool. Um, I think obviously since then I've gone back, and I think when I first saw Iron Man, I, I, I was not aware of, of Marvel DC. It was just another film. So I right. had, I had no idea on on the the um, the universe that was being built back then. Um, obviously, then Avengers came in, and I saw I'm all of sure these characters they... come together. Hmm? I'm not sure they had any had any idea of just how incredible oh, something but, they were building but by iron man 2 they'd got an idea of maybe where yeah. iron man was going but the whole mcu and the achievement that they got with with infinity war and endgame i i, I just don't believe that they had that all planned out um I, I think they had some of it planned out because if if you look at the um at the post-credit scenes and the mid-credit scenes you know nick fury showing up and kind of talking about the avengers initiative i want to say that was potentially even iron man 1 uh, at the very yes. end, um, Nick Fury was there. So they had, they, they were definitely sowing some seeds for a bigger kind of collaborative universe, as, as it were. Um, oh, so I agree. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm not sure it was completely planned out. And then they were like, oh. well, let's plant this seed just in case we're successful. <laughs> Maybe not. But, you know, Nick Fury being there talking about the Avengers Initiative. Um, obviously, there would have been loads of people seeing that film who read the comics and be like, "Oh, oh, damn! This is you know, this yeah, is... yeah." Obviously, I watched it. I don't think I, I, I know I didn't stick around for the for the end credit scenes because back then it wasn't a thing. Um, so I had I had zero concepts. So it was just another film, you know. This was just yeah. another. It might as well have been Detective Pikachu or something else, you know. It was it was just it, it just didn't register with me. And then obviously Avengers came out and it all kind of fell into place. I was like, "Oh, wait a second, so." So that that Thor film I saw that was kind of cool, and the Iron Man film that I apparently hated. Um, so they're all they're all in the same thing. I was like, oh, okay. And I think that's maybe where I my my interest was peaked. But as far as like comic book films, yeah, back back to back to X Men. I think was probably X Men was probably my first favorite, um, and that was the time where. But again, I probably didn't even register it as a comic book for, a comic book thing for me. It was just a cool mm-hmm. film about about people with superpowers. Um, Fascinating. I, I feel. I do think I probably live in a little bit of a bubble. With you know, it's not just Fraser that's into comics that's around me. I've got lots of friends that love comic books, and I, I just, maybe I am living in a bubble, and that's how it was for for, for normal people. <laughs> no, well, no, I'm it, not, not going to call you normal. You're not normal. <laughs> no, no, but, but but I mean, I was back then because in, with regards to kind of the knowledge and, and the awareness of comic books, because I didn't have a clue. Um, and and this is and this is the thing. I mean, you, you, for example, let's go back to say wrestling. Everyone gets into wrestling through either a friend or a family member. No one just stumbles upon it accidentally. It's always someone that kind uh, of drags them in. Um, I, I, yeah, back, and back when I was a kid, none of my friends read comic books. So, and obviously, if, if, if no one I knew was talking about them and reading them, I, 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 was, you know, I had no way of finding out. I lived in a little village. Uh, our little village shop you know, may, maybe had you know, three or four magazines that a kid my age at that time would have wanted to read. Um, none of yeah. them were comic books. So, yeah, it was, it was, just, it was just a non-factor in my life. Um, and then yeah, I grew up, and then Marvel got bigger and bigger. Avengers came out. Um, I'm, I'm quite a big um, player of mobile phone games. That's kind of like my main platform. And um, there's been maybe two really, really good Marvel games over the years. Um, and that obviously they expand on the on the characters like in, in infinitely. Like uh, the main one I'm still playing now. It's kind of like Marvel meets Candy Crush. Um, and I've right. been playing this. I've been playing it for about two or three years every single day, doing my daily kind of challenges nonstop. Um, right. and the, the amount of characters that are in it, there's like 300 different kind of playable characters you can use yeah. in these battles. And every single and one, I don't... I'm, I'm still playing Tap Toes. <laughs> tap Toes. 
I, I'm still playing that after like eight years. And oh, my, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had that. I had that. And it's it. My 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 my, my town is absolutely gigantic. <laughs> if I didn't have a relatively decent phone, I, I don't think it would. It, it it would it would like on my old phone. It used to kind of like stall because yeah, my town yeah. is so big. So I absolutely get the mobile things, and I, I don't understand why they're they're, they're, I, they're hardly challenging. Are they? I, I I remember sitting next to actually a commentary, and it was it was January this year with the first two shows of the year for Hope. And I looked over and you, I was like, are you still, is that, is that Simpsons that you were like, yeah, I'm like, is, is anybody still playing that? That's insane. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, and this is the, yeah, you've been playing the Marvel one for three years. That's true. That, at least three years, I reckon. Um, since it came out probably, but yeah, every time they release a new character that I don't know about, um, you kind of click on them. You can read a little bio, see when they first made their appearances, who they're like, who, who their main allies and, and enemies are, what their powers are. Yeah, and I kind of just read up on, on as many people as I can. And anyone I don't know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Who's who's this guy? Who's Moon Knight? Let's go and find out. Okay, is this weird guy over here? And oh, I, I, I guess Moon Knight is great if you get a chance to read that. It's, it's yeah, really well. well. Who who knows? I, I may I may have. We, we, I guess we'll find out later on if if I've got the bug now. Um, but yeah, so there's there's just so many characters, and then things like the the video games come out. I'm a big fan of the Lego video games, so all the Lego Marvel games again. You get you get 300, 400 characters on these games that you can just you know, yeah. run around with. And again, I just read every single one. I want to know who everybody is. Um, even on the DC games, the DC Lego games, I'm I'm willing to to let my hatred for DC lie while um while I I play those games and I kind of read up about <laughs> who who these people are. Who is the Condiment King? I must know this information. Um, Which yeah, is hard to be um to, to be impartial on this show, but. I'm a massive Marvel fanboy, and I just haven't got on with a lot of DC stuff. Other than their adult stuff, the Vertigo line is brilliant. There's stuff like Swamp Thing and Unfollow and Preacher and uh, anything written by Neil Gaiman, basically, is exceptional. And I just, their superhero universe just isn't so good for me. But we try to be vaguely impartial and then you come on and you have exactly the same opinion as me when it comes to marvel and dc whoops well like like you said like you said uh, yeah after after the the song yeah we're breaking all the rules today phrase is not here to tell us off so you know we can say Uh, yeah i played loads (laughs) of music last week and he'd have been like like, oh very cross with me yeah anyway so um brilliant so we've got your geek origin it is a wonderfully unusual or at least to, to me in my head let's talk about your mount rushmore what four characters would be on your comic book Mount Rushmore? We, we, have... We've got our sculpture, sculptor ready with his chisel, <laughs> and he's going to do this for you. Which four people would you put on your I, comic I have struggled with this. Do you mind if I ask yours first, just so I can hear what your reasonings are? Because if, if I've gone one way and everyone else goes another, well, like... I'm... I actually did this last week with Fraser, so um, I can quickly go through it. I, I, I also also completely agonized over it um i don't i i have odd odd taste when it comes to which i have 90s taste and that's weird because the comic books i read as a kid were um obviously i grew up in the 90s so i i've picked weird ones which is is brilliant um i picked daredevil Mm -hmm. um which was um I agonised over which one from my childhood it would be, but I've always loved Daredevil. He's brilliant. And uh, Descender is my favourite comic book ever. So I picked Tim 2021 from that. 
Mm-hmm. And I talked earlier in the show about uh, Vertigo, and I so I put Swamp Thing on. Yeah, and he was kind of like what he Alan Moore's Swamp Thing kind of launched the Vertigo line, and he I put him on because he kind of represents all of Vertigo to me. Okay, uh, and then and then I cheated and put the uh, Eighth Doctor on because I can. <laughs> but the, the, the British, the, the reasoning behind that is because the British comic book run of the Eighth Doctor was when the, the Doctor Who was off the air, it continued the Doctor for me in the only yeah. real way that was possible until the audio shows came along. And they were sublime. So there you go, that's my Matt Rushmore. Cool. Uh, I, I went into detail a bit more on the, uh, on the, the course, show last week. Course. And I, I, I'm, I'm halfway through the show from last week, so I'm sure I'll get to that um, <laughs> when, when, when I have the chance. Um, so oh, and I, I was I, over dinner last night. I was chatting to my fiance about this and I was kind of saying, well, I think I'd put this guy on. And she was like, well, why? I was like, well, he's really useful on the game that I play and I put use him on every single level. She's like, does, is, is that does that count, though? Like, can, can you know, is, is that a reason? Good reasoning. Is yeah. that a reason? So I guess my, my first my first member on, on Mount Rushmore would be Doctor Strange. So on my, my Marvel uh, Puzzle Quest game, Marvel Puzzle Quest game, he is the most invaluable character to me. He's on every single level I do. Every time I go into a level, he's my number one pick because he's got a few really useful skills that really only really make sense in the game. Um, right. But I, I, I do kind of like the intellectual. I, I, I think that the more I thought about it, I, I have kind of picked more intellectual people because I guess that's where I uh, empathize, I guess, more with the, with the superheroes. I'm, I'm not... I mean, you, you know me, I'm not big or strong in any way. I don't really do muscles. Um, so it wouldn't make sense for me to pick someone like the Hulk because, you know, kind of just rage and, and anger and power isn't and anything I really kind of... Um... Yeah, well, that's good reasoning, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to start off with Doctor Strange because um, I, I, yeah, I like him on my Marvel Puzzle Quest game. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was perfect. I love that film, the visuals, the action. Um, yeah. Just, just the thought of someone, yeah, just being really... Just, I don't know. I, I kind of like like the thought of being cleverer than most people in a room. So uh, he he would be my first pick. Um, second pick, I would say uh, Professor X, because okay. uh, I, I don't know. Again, he's 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 just he's he's more than just the ability to read minds. He's he's just super clever, um, and I kind of yeah, I kind of just appreciate that. I think if I were to ever do cosplay, I would potentially try and get my, procure myself a wheelchair, put on a little bald cap, and and, and kind of dress up a bit smarter. And yeah, I, I'm. In the films, actually, X-Men, it would have been Days of Future Past. That was the first right. comic book film to ever give me goosebumps. Um, so when um, when Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy were in the same scene at the same time, when they kind yes. of did that meeting of the minds thing, I literally, the arms on, on my, uh, the, the arms, the hairs on my arms were, were, were standing up. I had goosebumps because of how, just how cool that scene was. Um, and that was the first time a comic book film ever really kind of um, made me feel... Like wow, that was that was cool. Um, no, yeah. that's, that's maybe not. That's maybe a lie because of course there's loads of cool moments. But yeah, that was the first one to really have an have a kind of an effect on me that was more than just like wow, look at these bright bright colours and, and flashing lights and explosions. And um, and it's all gone downhill since then, right? Crying at Endgame, crying at Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> I never cried at Infinity War. I didn't did cry at Infinity War. You I don't th- stone cold. Oh my! Was, how did you not cry? Well, it was it was a different. It was it, I I I had I had as big a reaction, but it wasn't tears. It was more. I, I mean, I, oh. I walked out. I walked out of Infinity War the first time, and I literally for half an hour I didn't say a word. 
And I mean, you know me. I, 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 for me to be that quiet for that long over over anything that I enjoy is impossible. Uh, to say but, that, but, but I'll be on the show because I knew you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just just set me off and I'll be going for uh, for a good few hours. But yeah, I, I didn't say a single word after Infinity War because I was in shock. Um, and it wasn't like because thing is like, that when when the whole when the, when the snap the snap originally happened, they they dusted. It wasn't as if it was actually no no actually no. I've just remembered. No, I did cry. No, I did. I did. Spider Man <laughs> so got me. And didn't talk for half an hour. Spi- Spider Man got me. Um, Spider that 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 scene actually really got me. Um, and this is the thing. There's so much at the moment with with Endgame with Spider Man coming up, and obviously uh, the, the 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 reading and the thing I've been doing. There's just so much to think about, and I keep I keep bouncing between all these ideas. I had another really cool story about a pub quiz I did that was Marvel themed a few weeks ago. As soon as you said Daredevil, because one of the questions in this pub quiz was when was Daredevil f- uh, first published. And I was like, oh, he's got to be recent, surely. And it was something like 1960. It was in, yeah, I had no idea he went back that long. Um, yeah, quick, quick, quick one. I just want to put, my, uh, yes, put myself over. Um, I did a Marvel, pub, uh, Marvel quiz, uh, a pub quiz uh, a few weeks ago. Me, uh, my team of, of, of my fiance, who doesn't really kind of care for it, and a friend who just lived locally, um, he just wanted to go and have a, uh, have a pint at the pub. Um, so it was essentially me um, in a pub quiz. Uh, came to it first. Just Brilliant. on my own against a team of six people. Um, I was living the mastermind gimmick. Um, the only thing, <laughs> the, 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 the question, the, the, the tiebreak question completely sucked. It was how many um, theaters in North America showed Endgame on opening night. And I had no idea. Oh, we were like, I think really? I said a quarter of a million. It was only 4,000. Um, and to me, oh. that kind of blew my mind as well. Yeah, only 4,000 cinemas showed it on opening night. But apparently that was still a record. Um, oh, there you go. But yeah, so Professor X is my second face on Mount Rushmore. Yes. Um, completely contradicting what I said, Colossus is my third. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know why I've always liked him, but I kind of like... Uh, I, 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 I kind of empathise with his... He's almost, he's almost like the big brother to everybody. He just wants to... He doesn't he's want to fight, double. but he will protect everybody. Yeah, I, I, I'm a really big fan of just that kind of ethos. Like, he is big and strong enough. He could just walk around and tear everybody in half if he wanted but he's more just there to protect people and do the right thing his moral compass is, is where it should be um really enjoyed him in both the deadpool films um it was yeah it was he's he's definitely he's definitely on my but i i, I can't quite explain why he kind of looks cool as well with like the metal skin and stuff um I think there was something about colossus when he was first brought into the comics you gotta remember it was pretty much cold war at that point and they brought colossus into the comics this gigantic russian and he was a gentle giant who yeah. loved his sister, who was kind to everybody. And it was, just, it, it, was, it was a political statement, let's be honest. But he went from being this political statement to a genuinely lovable human being. Yes. And he's an he's a incredible character. They brought him in around the same time as Wolverine, if you didn't know. And um, <laughs> he, um, they, they brought in lots of different mutants from different countries at the same time. Because obviously Wolverine is Canadian, and yeah. um, they brought in Nightcrawler from uh, Germany, and this was the and and, and he it could have been let's have a load of racial stereotypes, <laughs> but they did really really well, and some yeah. of the, the the characters that people are most fond of were brought in in this kind of like wave of new X Men, and you're absolutely right about Colossus. He's kind of like a gentle giant is almost a trope, but he's done so well yeah. that. He's, he's brilliant. I love Colossus. Um, Sorry, uh, carry on. I, I, I hijacked that a little. No, 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 no. That's, that's by, I mean, you, to, be, to be fair, you kind of just 
I, I was a little bit worried that I'd maybe misunderstood the character from only seeing him through a very very small uh, kind of lens, as it were, with with just you know seeing him in. Because I think I've, I've I don't think I've ever really witnessed him on anything other than. I mean, Colossus was kind of in the new X Men films briefly. He had a yes. little bit of a role, um, but not nothing too big. Um, but yeah, it's um, I, I guess it's just a visual, the, the visual to me. I, I love the, the the bright colors of the X Men uniform and combine that with the with the kind of the 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 the, the, the metal kind of skin. It, it just looks cool as well. Um, but also, as I say, his character is, is is brilliant too. The fourth one I'm struggling for. I kind of feel like I should put like a bad guy on there just to balance it out. Um, and I would have, prob- I would have probably I, I, gone. I'm glad I didn't even consider bad guys for mine because yeah. I struggled and agonized over it. And um, I'm glad I didn't even think about bad guys. Maybe I, maybe we could have like a bad guy. Ma- no, 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 no retcons. No we bad could, guy. Ret- well, I mean, we no could do it because there, there was a part of me that was wanting, that, that thought I'll, I'll be a bit different, and my my Mount Rushmore would be like all dogs. So I could have Lockjaw on there. I could have. Um, oh, lock um, oh, what, was, what was the um oh, here we go i'm gonna get see brain freeze again i'm, I'm having a brain fart um the, the russian dog the uh, cosmo cosmo throw cosmo yeah. in there um and then maybe yeah maybe throw another another few or maybe just animal related so we'll throw um goose on there as well we could yeah i'm more of a dog man than a cat man uh, and, oh and, i love goose don't, don't, don't hang up on me don't hang up on me um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I was kind of thinking about maybe doing maybe doing the the animal thing, but I, I kind of that was a bit silly in the end. So I kind of and I, I ran out of ideas after two. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the last one I'm really struggling for. So a, a lot, obviously, a lot of my inspiration comes from the films. Um, I'm a big fan of Yondu um, in the films. Um, I know nothing about him in comic book world, but in the films, uh, he was. I, I cried at Yondu, when Yondu died and his funeral. That that got me right in the feels. Yeah, that um, was pretty heartbreaking. And I'm just, yeah, I really struggle to kind of, uh, so I'm quite, I'm quite indecisive as well. So you give me like a list of a billion characters and ask me to pick four and I really start to struggle. Um, I didn't want to put Deadpool on there, even though I really love the films, because that seems a bit cliche and, you know, everyone loves Deadpool. Um, a cliche? Um, cliche is cliche for a reason, right? Maybe, maybe true. But I, I've got a friend who avidly hates Deadpool because he's like the, the in thing. Like he's cool right. to like because he makes himself yeah. cool to like. So I, I thought that would I maybe be a little bit too easy. Like I like what I like when I like it, but you True. know, you can you 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 need to pick. You have to give me one last person. But but I've I've, bought, I've paid for this sculptor. I want my money's worth. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm I'm gonna settle on the first. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go back to my original idea. Um, bad guys. I'm gonna put Juggernaut on there. Um, oh, and as, okay. as soon as I mentioned this to my fiance over dinner last night, she was like, "It's Vinnie Jones, isn't it?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Just that one line, <laughs> "I'm the juggernaut." Yeah, yeah, that to me. Um, and in a way, I think again, never read the comics, but I, I just kind of like the, the the I'm trying to think the, the the premise of Juggernaut. I guess the fact that yeah. I, I, I kind of get a bit annoyed over over any born with superpowers that can do everything. Like oh he's yeah. got he's got genius intellect he can move things with his mind he can fire fire from his eyes he can fly he's got super strength it's like just pick something and stick with it in a way yeah so I was I was reading about up on the the Eternals so I've obviously heard the rumors that there's an Eternals film that's in the works um, I have no yeah. idea who they are so I went straight to Wikipedia as I do started reading yeah. about them and it's just like every single one seems to be able to do everything and it it kind of ends up in that Superman complex of well if they're perfect. What, why, why do we care? What, what are their flaws? Yeah, um, that's the th- And then that, that, that was my only problem with Endgame was that 
Captain Marvel was a sonic screwdriver, basically. Yeah, and I'm, I was so glad when he literally punched her out of the film because it was almost it would have been too easy just to be like, all of a sudden she pops up, you know, she just you know doesn't even need to click her fingers, just flies straight through him, and we're done, film done. It it yeah. seemed too easy, so I like the fact that she struggled as well because that would like I say it was yeah, yeah. far too easy. Um, but I don't know, I'm going to go Juggernaut because I don't know. Vinnie Jones was brilliant in the X Men films, and that was possibly the first bad guy I really kind of. I really got a reaction from that was kind of a little bit amusing yeah. and entertaining. Um, of course, there's, there's been there's been many better bad guys since, um, but I think for me, Juggernaut was always like the the original kind of. Uh, was it X Men Two that he, he was in, or was it? I don't think it was one. It definitely wasn't one. It was either two or three. I can't two or remember. three. Because um, if I remember rightly, it was Ellen Page who was um, Kitty Pride at that point, and she kind of morphed him into the floor and he's just like oh and I, I don't know there was something funny about it because again he's got a very obvious strength but there's also an, a very obvious weakness um and as well when when he pops up in deadpool 2 and all of the kind of the deadpool fanboying i kind of i kind of empathize with that an awful lot because he is a bad guy but he's also kind of cool in a way yeah yeah, yeah. dare i say that there's kind of like a cool well, edge about uh, him yeah <laughs> so yeah there's there's a very a very rough around the edges uh, Mount Rushmore for me of makes no sense comic book characters because I said I like I, I don't really like the, the big strong people and then I throw in two at the end so yeah contradicting <laughs> myself left right and center <laughs> still I, I've got the image in my head now that that's a pretty cool Mount Rushmore yeah all right your final your final question is dream tv show what would be your dream tv show based on a comic book who would you cast in the main roles so this this one is is a bit of a Obviously, I can't really answer this one because I've never really read comics. You can maybe pick a spin-off then from the films if you want. So, I mean, well, most of the ones I really want to see, they're already working on. So I I love the the thought of a Falcon and and Bucky Barnes crossover kind of TV show because I love the chemistry between them two um, on on screen. Um, I'll be honest, you know know what? You know what I would really, really, really love to see them do? Go on. And maybe, like, let's say a... Uh, a six-part mini-series, um, yeah. showing Captain America putting back all the all the stones, and every every episode shows what he had to get through and what he had to do to put the Infinity Stones back. Oh, um, such on, a good idea! Because there's so many uh, so many unanswered questions for that, right? Like, what happened when he saw the Red Skull to put the put the the Soul Stone back? Do you even put it back? Because it kind of doesn't really exist anywhere. Um, and I, I don't know. I just like to see him kind of go back. To, you know, I'd like to kind of get that little imagine period if, of time filled in imagine if, if if it had been cap that had gone to collect the soul stone and the meeting with red scott oh that's you see what i mean there's there's yeah. so many so many questions around around just that one stone so maybe we'll make it a seven part and that could be a double episode um yeah, but yeah like I, I just think it would because it was just kind of so easy like i would love to see captain america just wandering around asgard with with mjolnir just going yo wait where should i put this who wants this you know just kind of wait for Thor to stick his arm out and, you know, maybe he's still holding like, on to it. They could do, like, just, like, little half-hour episodes. Yeah. Six-part, half-hour... Si- that's brilliant. I, w- I, I would love I, to I see it. Chris Evans is done, which is a shame yeah. because that's such a good idea. I, 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 I think there's just, there's just love- questions there. Yeah, and I think that would that would be my TV series. It's a bit of a cheat, but, yeah, that, that was what I would love to see them do. That's not a cheat. I, I want that more than <laughs> I want many, many things. But, um... I, I'm sure it won't a... happen, but could you imagine if it did? Well, you know, I, 
if it wasn't for Disney Plus, I'd have given you a, a firm no, that's not going to happen. But Disney Plus, they want Marvel shows because they know they're yeah. going to be hits. No people are going to buy Disney Plus because of it. Um, so I, I, it's I'm going to do that. Game. Yeah, I, me too. I, 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 bought, I bought Netflix just because it had Daredevil on it. And I was like, oh, I've heard about Daredevil. Everyone's talking about it. I'm going to get Netflix. And then they did you know, the whole stuff about Daredevil. It's just the best thing. Oh, oh. It really it was. And that's what I love. It was. And again, this is this is where I can kind of really go down the rabbit hole with wrestling. There's so many cool little bits about it. Um, it's the same with like, I guess I guess the, you know, the comic book world of I'm going to stick to Marvel. But, you know, um, you've got these these huge films where people are literally flying across space and time and, you know, do, saving the absolute, you know, the, the whole universe. And then you've got these other TV shows where it's just one guy protecting his neighborhood. And it's just as impactful, just as powerful on you as, as, yeah. as these huge grand grand films are. Um, and it, I was... the, the, I, I've always liked, they, they're kind of like the, the, the catch-all term is um, ground level. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ground level superheroes. And I've always been much more uh, more comfortable with someone like Daredevil or Iron Fist, who are basically slightly supered up martial artists, than yeah. I am with someone like Superman. I, I much prefer something that I can vaguely even imagine in my head that I yeah. could do than... Than, than, than an alien with with irritatingly <laughs> smug morals, you know. So, so I've always liked the ground level stuff. Yeah, um, and, and even like in most of them. And again, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a friend in a car ride on Saturday about these. It, I, I, I'm such a fanboy now that everyone slates um, Iron Fist. No one liked Iron Fist, I don't think. I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, series two was much much better than series one. It got to the point where I was like, it's a shame they cancelled this. Whereas yeah. Series 1 was just okay. I yeah. didn't hate it at all. And I, 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 Iron Fist is a favourite character of mine. Problematic, but a favourite. I mean, it, it, it was a bit of a whitewash as a character that was created in the 70s. You know, yeah. white guy doing all this martial arts stuff. And that was always going to be problematic from the very start of the show. And it was quite rightly slated for it, but its source material, yeah, was was seventies whitewashing. Mm. So it's it's quite a difficult. I think I think it was a difficult thing from the very beginning. Iron Fist. So I, I thought they did really well with it personally. I as I, I love I love every single every single one they put out on Netflix. I haven't had a chance to soak up the Punisher yet, but like you say, the ground level stuff. Um, and in a way, it's a little bit like the the the, the new Spider Man films they've been making. Um, you know, Spider-Man and the, and the Vulture, it, it doesn't really ever make its way outside of the New York kind of metropolitan area. Um, so it doesn't really no, have any, any ground things. considered ground level, to be honest with you, usually. Yeah, he's, he's your, got, your friendly neighbourhood. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. He, he's not, he's, I mean, greatly has now been to space. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I kind of, I like the fact that there's all these films that kind of bring you back down to earth and keep you grounded in the reality of it all. Um, and that's exactly what that's exactly what all of the, the Netflix ones done. And yeah, um, I, I think there's there's not even I, I think I struggled to even remember any real strong bad guys in there. Um, and it's more that they were fighting against, I guess, the concept and the, the kind of just the general premise of, of evil in the city rather than, oh, here's a guy that can shoot uh, ice out of his toenails. I don't know. Um, yeah. It was it was a lot more realistic. And he was just fighting just, a, you know, they're just fighting big, you know, not not generic bad guys, crime, but crime bosses and yeah, um, 
Yeah, and, and that's and again, there's there's a lot more. There's, there's way more chance of you walking down the street and being apprehended by a crime boss or a, or a, or a, a, a mafia guy if you're in that part of the world than there is, you know, walking down the road and being confronted by a ten foot tall mad titan. Yeah, exactly right. Anyway, but, yeah. Yeah, that, that, what, what a good idea for a TV series. I, I, just, I, I love I want it so much. I love doing these general questions because the, even though you ask the same question to everybody, you you, you just get these. Very, very different every time. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, okay. Anyway, we're moving on to the next segment. Let me play my sound bites. I'm not very good with the desk. Bear with me. And that's right, it is now time for trade-off. So, normally on trade-off, we have one book that Fraser and I give each other. We take it in turns to read a trade that the other one likes, and we discuss that book. So, we've mixed it up a little bit. We've got two books on trade-off, and this kind of is a reference back to a message from the multiverse a while ago, where we asked our listeners to... Tell us which book they would use, which book they would lend to someone to try and get them into comic books. And my choice was Descender, and Fraser's choice was Marvel Civil War. So, as Ollie, you have not read any comic books in your adult life. What not we thought we'd one. do, no. What we thought we'd do was we would give you both of our choices, and we'll have a chat about both of them, and then. I'm going to ask you to decide which one you think, whether you'd read either of them, continue to read either of them, and whether which one you think is actually the better choice to get someone into comic books, which I know is probably pressure, but I don't care. (laughs) The power has gone to my head. Fraser abandoned me. So this is my show for two months. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about Marvel Civil War first. Let's talk Um, about that. I I reread this because um, I read it a very long time ago. I reread this to do this segment with you, so I am a little bit more up to date. And um, the first time I read it, the Civil War film hadn't come out, so mm-hmm. I've got some interesting thoughts in my head. But go ahead. What did you think of Marvel Civil War? How how did you? I mean, how did you get on with the comic book to to begin with? Yeah. So obviously, I'm as 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 we've more than established, I'm a, I'm a Marvel fanboy. So yeah, reading my first Marvel comic was. It was an interesting experience, and I'm I'm just going to quickly um, kind of slice of it. I think for you right now, this is going to be what it's like for me whenever I ask uh, my fiance to talk, tell me what she thinks of wrestling, because she notices the right. weirdest stuff that I never even think to to you know to, to think about. So um, that's I, I, the insight I want. That's why exactly, I'm exactly, and that's 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 why I love having non wrestling fans come and watch a show or watch a match with me because the stuff they pick up on. Um, it's, it's amazing. So hopefully I'm going to give you some gold in this or maybe give you another perspective. Um, apologies if, if I set myself up. None of that happens. Civil War, I, I really enjoyed it. The first thing I noticed was just how kind of quick and easy they were to read. Um, I don't know what okay. I was expecting coming in, I guess. So one of the, I, I'm not really a, a, big, a big reader. Um, and when I do read, it takes me ages to get through books. I'm quite a slow reader. I'm not dyslexic, I don't think. Um, but I, I, it takes me a lot, often a lot of time to get through a book. So I think when I, when, when you kind of 
put these two on the table for me. I, I was expecting it to take a lot longer than it did to get through uh, get through them. So Civil War, right. I think I think I soaked up all of it in maybe an hour and a half, two hours. I, I right, absolutely okay. flew through it. Um, the first, I guess that so I've got I've got I've got like pros and cons for both of them, uh, both of the two that, that that you kind of offered to me. Um, yeah. The, I guess from a, I'm trying to think of how to put this. Um, Civil War, everything happened very quickly, I guess, and I guess. Again, obviously, I've, I've, I'm the man who's put you know 15 hours of his life into just Endgame alone. Um, for an for an entire story arc to play out like that um, in, in in the space of an hour and a half or two hours, just sitting and and, and reading reading through, um, everything happened really quickly. Um, I found obviously that's that's obviously the, because yeah. you know they don't need to fill you know there's there's no like contractual obligations to fill a two hour film with with stuff. Um, it was it was just like this is what's happening and there's no filler in the middle. Um, right. So there, there is a part of me that felt like I, I literally I blinked and all of a sudden, civil war has has come by. Um, the the accords were put in place. Uh, they've fallen out. They've had the fight. They've made up just like that. And I well, was, I was... put a caveat on that. Just yeah. uh, you probably don't know when when Marvel have like one of these big events like civil war or um, the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever. They have the main book, which is what you read. But okay. all of their regular comic books have tie-ins. Oh. So during this time, there was Civil War Spider-Man and Civil War Captain oh, America. And so that that so makes it, a lot more sense. So you have this main focus of the main story, but everything that they publish for that three or four month period revolves around it. Or that makes or a so lot much of the books sense. revolve around it. So there I, you I, go. There's some more reading for you when you get home. But the, <laughs> But it's interesting that you, because you didn't know that, that was immediately what you went to as a criticism, and and that is that is that's a widely regarded thing that the main yeah. plot is sometimes forced, while while the, the subplots are yeah yeah. So the fact that you immediately spotted that with no no offense, but with complete ignorance of what would have been going on around it exactly at what the it was. same time in the other books. That's, there you go. That's that's. Um, you see, that's. I guess that's what Marvel was trying to get at. Because if you read this, you'll go, "Well, I want to read Spider-Man story, or I want to read yeah. blah blah blah." So, so yeah, there you yeah. Go. I I definitely felt like maybe that that, that I'd been that, that you'd given me like the a wrong version or a wrong copy or something because I was like, it feels like I'm missing out on big things that are happening right now. Um, yeah, and just the way that it got from A to B to C very very quickly. Um, I felt the ending was a little abrupt in a way. Not quite yeah, as bad I think as that's a, that's a general criticism of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't quite as bad as as Martha, but um, it was kind of up there. Of all, you know, one minute they're 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 knocking seven shades out of each other, and then all of a sudden someone goes, "But but stop, Steve! Look at what you've done!" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we've destroyed a city. Let's stop doing this now." Like, all of a sudden, that's that's what it took was the just just a moment of realization that everybody realized about five minutes in. Ending felt a yeah. bit flat. I was quite surprised at how much of a bad guy Captain America turned out to be in it, um, as far as like well, looking at the actual yeah. character motivations and stuff. He was like a he, he went real, like he it was a proper heel turn for him. He was a proper bad guy in that. I think. I think um, the comic book is much more on the kind of like both have got good motivations, both have got bad motivations between Iron Man and. Um, and Captain America, whereas they, they kind of made it left wing and right wing yeah. a little more in the film. 
which bothered me because I've always, I'm, I'm, I consider myself left wing, but I've always been. But the way I describe it is, um, and apologies to people who haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, is that um, kind of Captain America represents chaotic good and Iron Man represents lawful good. And yeah. I've always been very, very lawful good in the way I live my life. And um, lawful good isn't necessarily particularly ideal because yeah. it makes you very, um, very rigid, very unmovable, quite stubborn. But um, I, I felt like the balance of who was good and who was bad and who was doing good things and who was doing bad things was better in the comics than it was in the films. Um, mate, so in the watching the film... I was 100% team cap. Um, See, I'm 100% I was 100% team Iron Man, but yes, but then but then reading the comic, I was like 1000% team Iron Man. I'm like there is okay. absolutely no no way that what what Steve Rogers is doing is good right now. Like how can he not see that it is much better the other way? Um but yes, yeah, so it was yeah, I I I was quite um pleasantly surprised by how it kind of made me kind of question the the difference between the films and the uh, and the comics <clears throat> i can definitely see where uh the comic book fans kind of can get angry at the films if they kind of retell a story or mistell a story or miss out something vital um my, my, my missus is exactly the same with the harry potter books and the films. she's like oh they, they never yeah, covered uh, this in the film and it's always going to be tricky to I, kind I of i felt civil war the film was rushed personally um I, and in, in, I, what I way? in what way I just I missed that all the other characters weren't there because I mean the part of the, the whole point of Civil War was it wasn't just one team that were imploding it was the entire world Namor the X Men the Fantastic Four everybody was there Cloak and Dagger and uh, and you know characters that were very very important in Civil War aren't weren't at the time weren't even allowed in the film so like Namor yeah. and Cloak and Dagger weren't about and um, it it just I don't know. I, Civil War was a fun film and I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, I, I just felt like the comic books, it felt more epic, whereas Civil War was just a bit of a fight in an airport. Yeah. The film. But, but then for me, the film, film felt more epic because I've missed, I, I've only got like the top layer of story from the comic books. Um, obviously, there was a lot right. more characters in it. Um, and in a way, that, that's kind of just kind of hungered me now to kind of reread it through and everyone that i don't recognize i'm i'm trying to find a little um like speech speech bubble somewhere that that gives me a name of who various people are because there's a few people i didn't recognize um and in a way it's I kind of through that with you don't worry i've got you yeah, back <laughs> uh, there, there's so many there's so many in there i'm like so uh, there's a lot i did recognize and again it was bizarre seeing the x-men show up because obviously i'm so used to them being over here with sony and then everybody else being yeah. over there with marvel it was like wow so you got the fantastic four here you know, you got you got Reed Richards and Iron Man on the same on the same page. It's like this is, it kind of blew my, it kind of opened my mind to think, man, what what what's going to happen when you know when X Men are brought into all this? Like, how cool would that? Yeah. Be? Um, yeah. So it was kind of cool seeing everybody, but also kind of it blew my mind in a way because I'm so used to seeing everyone separated. Um, what what did I? I mean, the, obviously the, the visualizations were were amazing. I absolutely loved uh, the artwork. It was so easy to read, and and I, this is the thing with me. If it's something that I'm not fully invested in, it's like it's like running through treacle. Um, when I was I, at uni, when I was at uni, there was a few kind of psychology modules that I was doing, and if I wasn't in, like interested in it in any way, sometimes I, it took me an hour to read a paragraph because I'd read the first sentence and it wouldn't sink in because I didn't care. 
I'd read the second sentence and then immediately forget what the first sentence was. And I, there, was there was one book where I must have spent half an hour just reading the first paragraph, and it's, I still now couldn't tell you what it said. Um, yeah. Whereas with with this, it was literally I, I couldn't get enough. Um, I was I was sitting reading it on 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 yeah, literally I was like I'm, I'm really hungry. I need to go get some food. I'll, I'll, I'll make a sandwich after this after this chapter, and I get to the end of the chapter, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready to get up yet. I, I want to keep reading. I just didn't want to stop. Um, so very I'm easy to sure read. So. But the chapters were basically individual comic books at the time when they yes. were released. Yeah. yeah. And um, well, uh, but uh, as a trade, that works really nicely. I think that if they some comic book trades, they cut the um, they they, they kind of like meld them all together. It's not clear where the where the chapters end. Whereas yeah. I, I personally like it when a trade will put the put the uh, the, the break and say issue two, issue three, issue four. Yes. As chapter breaks, but some trades don't do that. It was it was very obvious where where the where the chapters are in because it almost felt like I got to the end of one and it was like a huge cliffhanger, like when Thor turns up and it's like whoa, and then all of a sudden you kind of realise yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's this that's this episode's cliffhanger, as it were. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was it was it was. I still prefer the film, as I say, but then at the same time, I think if I was reading the 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 bits in the middle, as it were, um, I would have probably been even more invested. Um, yeah, and I, I'm not sure if I've if I've said this to you off air, but the the biggest thing for me when I when I discovered comic books were a thing, um, it kind of feels like I'm I'm stood in front of an ocean and I need to pick a drop, um, and it's like yes. it, it's it's like if 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 you were getting somebody into wrestling and you gave them the WWE Network, there is thousands of hours of of stuff on there. Yeah, where where yeah. do you start? Where can you possibly start getting someone into something? And the, the comic book world is so vast now. I, I kind of almost, I guess I haven't really tried to get into it because I know that there's just, it, it would be like, yeah, kind of yeah, wading, wading through a, 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 a pile of, of, of sand and, you know, trying to find your favorite grains. There's just so the much. Whole, the whole point of the, 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 the thing we did with the messages of the multiverse that that's kind of, kind of sort of inspired this was that that was the premise was that it's really hard to get people into comics because it is quite, intimidating just how much oh, stuff there yeah. is out there and fraser's choice was to, to specifically get you into the marvel comics whereas my choice obviously it's a sci-fi thing yeah it's a standalone comic book so they're both very different ways and very different outlooks on how to get someone into comic books but it's more that fraser's more into marvel i mean it's not that i'm not but fraser's more into marvel and i like the indies and the and the standalone comic books that yeah. They, they, you know, they're great stories that happen to be told in comic book format. So, again, it's about taste. And it, I, I still don't have the answer on who has the best idea. Because, yeah. obviously, there's, 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 there's six volumes of Descender, and then it finishes. So, I could, by choosing Descender, I could get someone into Descender, and then they never read another comic book again after they've read all six volumes. Yeah. But, whereas Fraser's Choice, I feel, there's so much going on and so many characters to look at. Sure, if it gets someone into Marvel, it expands them to look at everything there. But if it puts them off because it's either too complex or you don't understand elements of the story or you don't know who this character is, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And um, you've got a really t tough job by the end of this segment by, uh, by, t by basically telling me whether I was right or Fraser was right. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I'll, I'll wait to answer that question there. Um, <laughs> but, but, the, yeah. but your point is absolutely right. There is... It is a, yeah, a, a teardrop in an ocean. But when it yeah. comes to the, the 
the kind of comic book history. And there is, I, I don't think there's an easy answer to it. Well, it's, again, it's, it's in, <clears throat> ultimately, it's art. And there's no right or wrong answer in art. Um, and I, yes. again, I'll, I'll keep pulling it back to wrestling again. Um, some people really like the WWE stuff. Other people prefer to go uh, and, and they hate that. And they would much rather go to Mansfield and, and watch Hope Wrestling. You know, it's, it's horses yeah. for courses. Some people prefer one way, but some people prefer the other. Um, and I'm, I'm open to the fact that there's so much out there. That, I mm. mean, and, and this is the thing. It's not that I don't want to. I, I know that as soon as I started stumbling down the path, I would, I would be in over my head. Um, mm. But yeah, there, there's a comic book store um, in in the next town over from where I live. Um, we don't go there too often, but every time we're in there, there's just so so much in there. And um, again, I, it's, it, it definitely is intimidation, I think, in a way, because yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the equivalent of standing next to a mountain of stuff, and you know, I just I just wouldn't know where to start. So I think immediately when I go into these the, the comic book store, um, there's there's like the collections of everything, like the, the entire. The, the, the kind of the larger books of often the hardbacks that are about a three in size and like here is everything from this story arc and that's kind of what i'm drawn to most because i'd rather yeah. i'd rather have a definitive start and finish and then go from there rather than jumping in at episode 300 of something that's been running for 10 years already that, that makes perfect sense and i think yeah. that was fraser's aim by giving you civil war i think Anything so, else yeah. about the Civil War before we move on to Descender? I th- to be honest, all, all the negatives I was going to cover, you've already hit on the head. There was just so much happening. There were so many characters. And even for someone like me that has read up on as much as I physically could, there were still people in there. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I don't know who that is. Um, I want to say that it started off with the, was it the, not the Young Mutants, it was the New... The New Warriors. The New Warriors. And straight away, I'm like, right, I want to read up on, on them. It was, that was quite, kind of good. So I, I basically just stuck to all of the names. So now that yeah. I've got like a series of names that I want to kind of go and read up on and find out who all these characters are. Not that it would be much very to it, 90s. The New yeah. Warriors, very 90s. However, I, I, I did a bit of research as well. There's, apparently there's an ABC series coming out later this year. Oh, cool. With the New Warriors. And I was like, wow. Really? That flew under the, the radar. Warriors? I'm like, really? I thought Cloak and Dagger was pushing it. They're personal favourites of mine, but yeah. the, and, and I love the TV show, but I thought Cloak and Dagger was pushing it. I, I haven't I haven't seen the TV sure. show yet. Um, I, 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 I'll give it a go. I, I, I want to say I've still got um, the Runaway Series 2 to get into. I think that's on my Skybox right now, that that's kind of my, my next thing to kind of delve into. I um, love Runaways. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And yeah, and, and Legion as well. I was, I was a really big fan of season one of Legion. I need to try and find series two of that as well. Um, but there, there is, again, there's, even when you, you delve out of the, the, the obvious Marvel stuff or Marvel Studio stuff, there's still, there's still loads out there with um, yeah, like yeah. Eight, eight, we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There was the, um, the Inhumans. Again, Inhumans. Uh, I, I, that, um, I, st- <laughs> I still enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going I'm to defend everything to the hilt. I still enjoyed it. It, it wasn't perfect, don't get me wrong. And... Yeah. I liked Lockjaw, um, and Crystal is a character I've read quite a lot of in the past. I thought she was a bit wet. And I yeah. thought, what in the blue blazes are you doing cutting Medusa's hair? Uh, it was from that point on, I was like, this is low budget. It, there, there was no justification for cutting Medusa's hair other than we don't want to spend money on CGI hair. Uh, but then at the same time, if, if you're... And, oh, see, I can't remember the guy's name now. The bad guy. Um, if you're the bad guy... She, that, that's the, I mean, that's the very easy... Because that's all she's got is her hair, really. Um, so yeah. she cut her hair off and she can't... She's just a person. And if you can beat her up in a fight, then you're, you're, you're 
you're immediately going to overpower her in every situation. So but, in a but, way, gonna... <laughs> I, 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 I fully understand where where you're coming from. But at the same time, I did kind of like it, it kind of grounded her in a way because it showed you someone that had 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 their power stripped away and, it, and her struggle to kind of come to terms with who she was without her hair in a little bit way in a little bit like um tony tony talking to to, to peter parker if 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 you, you know if you're if you're only a hero with the suit like you know you need to be a hero without the suit and she had to learn to be a queen without her hair as it were well the, the, there is there is definitely um a valid argument there, but we are not here to talk about. Of course not. A very, very unpopular flop in the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. We are here to talk about trade paperbacks, so we're going to move on to Descender. Tell me what you thought about Descender. So this really was the polar opposite, in a way, to, to Civil War. The artwork was very different. It was less uh, fantasy, more sci-fi, I guess. If that's the yeah. oh, definitely. Because obviously it's still it's still a, a huge element of fantasy, but more, um, yeah, more sci-fi than than superheroes, I guess. Um, straight away, it was it wasn't as easy to read for me, um, but I think because there was there was quite a lot going on in all of the scenes, um, there was a lot more to soak up. I think, and with the, the the way the artwork was, it was a lot more. See, I know I know nothing about art, so I, I, I I'm going to get the, the 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 mannerisms wrong and the words wrong. I'm sure, but. The, the the style of art was a lot more. I'm trying to think what the what the word I'm I'm, I'm looking for is. It, 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 no, I have no idea. I know someone's going to be able to tell me straight away. Say that again. Watercolor. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. There was that, that the, the obviously the style was there. The 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 methods of of getting the the, the pictures on the page as it were. Um, he but, the the guy who uh, did the artwork is a guy called Dustin Nguyen, and he won an Eisner in 2016 for that. So uh, oh, cool. I, 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 for me, had the storyline been bad, I'd have still gone. Oh, look at the pretty. Exactly. But, yeah. It was. It was more. There's less solid lines and solid colours, and it was more the shades and all that. So I, I, I kind of really enjoyed both styles of art, but this one was more visually pleasing from just a general artistic standpoint. Whereas, yeah, I guess in the Civil War there was a lot more happening in each box uh, as far as the artwork goes. Um, straight away, this reminded me of Mass Effect, um, which is probably one of the one of the few video game series that I really loved. Um, okay. I, yeah, I didn't find it as easy to read. It took me longer to get through it. Uh, full disclosure: I've got about halfway through. Um, and oh. I, haven't, I haven't I haven't got to the end yet. But it's not to say I'm not enjoying it. More that it's taking a lot more for me to soak up because it's not a world I'm familiar with. Whereas right. reading through Civil War, I kind of knew. 80 90 percent of the characters and and their allegiances and why they'd be upset with certain people or or, or you know siding with others um in, in, this in, whole world was created and finished with with the run of six well yeah it was, com- it was single issues but it was it's finished with uh six volumes of six issues at a time and the, they've just released a new sequel which are no spoilers whatsoever for you because I, I wouldn't do that. But that's I'm, called Ascender, and it's the same artist and same writer. Mm. But that's only two issues in, and they had like a twelve-month break between the two. And I, 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 it, I, for me, the wait for Ascender was as bad as the wait for Endgame. Yeah. It's it's just just waiting for it to come out and, and that anticipation of what's going to happen. Uh, th- don't take this as me not enjoying it because I, I fully intend to get get through this. Um, mm. 
I, I guess the biggest thing for me, so I'm, I'm reading it on my laptop. Um, right. I, I, I don't really, I'm, I'm not big on, on technology in, in the way that I don't have a tablet. Um, the only other way I would have to read this is on my phone. And I, I did try and, and read it on my phone when, when you sent it to me. And I, I just found that I was just having to zoom in on all the text to, to figure out what was going on, then zoom back out. Again yeah, and, change and that's so it, it wasn't. And I guess that in, in that respect, that's kind of also why it wasn't as easy a read with um, with Civil War. The the pages and the kind of the uh, the blocks that, that everything was happening was almost perfectly uh, shaped to my laptop screen. So I didn't have to worry about zooming and scrolling and going back up and down to try and find things. So I, I we, think we I could was... have a whole new, a whole another conversation about reading comic books and uh, on electronic devices and yeah. reading comic books in paperback format. I, I've always been much more of a um, of a of a, of a, of a paperback version myself, yes. but I, it was just simply that it was easier to send over my PDF exactly. to you exactly rather yeah. than so... give you my physical copy. And you, you're welcome to the physical copy if you want it, but the the I, I, I personally prefer to read comic books in paperback format and 100%. almost always do. The, the only reason I had Descender on uh, PDF was because there was a humble bundle and it was super, super, super cheap. And I was like, all of this Jeff Lemire for not much money. <laughs> so uh... <laughs> no, I, I would I would I, if, if I had the, the actual physical copy of this, I have no doubt that uh, I would have I would have got through this twice before before we had this talk. Um, mm. but I think, yeah, just because of the fact of the 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 the, the, the way of, of soaking it up. Civil War, I was lucky because the way that the, the PDF for that was sent was, I say, it just matched my 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 my, my laptop screen perfectly. Um, so that was so easy just to sit down and scroll through. Whereas there's all there's, I don't, in, a, in a way that's that's a, a negative for me reading on the on the laptop. But if I had the physical copy, that just makes the artwork for for Descender that even better because it's like a whole page yeah. of A4 happening. I mean, I'm just looking at one page now where um, Tim's being picked up by the driller robot. And while it's not, there's not as much detail happening. It is just, it's it's just, it's it's a piece of art. It really is. Um, I I think so. I think every panel is a piece of art. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 But like that. So that that page in particular is that's the that's a full sheet of A4 just for that one just for that one panel, as it were. There's there's nothing else happening other than this one thing. Whereas I think in Civil War, largely there was at least three per page. Um, so there was. I don't think there was too many, kind of just grand. Uh, kind of scenes. I might be wrong. I might my memory might be failing me, but um, yeah, I, some nice space spreads. But yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and the, the, um, I think that's very much a by design when it comes yes. to this. Is that that Jeff Lemire knew the artist he was writing for and wrote the story around knowing that Justin Nguyen would be able to just do these incredible pieces of oh, I just yeah. love it. They really are, <laughs> um, and it's, it's 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 I guess that you know if you're talking like music, it's the difference between pop and rock. Um, it's yeah, you know, artwork. It's the difference between you know watercolors and um, however they do. Is, is, is it? It's not computer generated, is it for 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 the for Civil War? But it's it's no. it's a lot more block colors, as in you could kind of import it to Microsoft Paint and quite easily kind of recolor things. Is there's there's not as much shading as there is in the watercolor. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, but I, I love I love both. Um, I think the it, it's I'm trying to think. It, I guess I guess the, the the age old argument between Marvel and DC is Marvel was just you know Marvel is light and and DC is dark. And um, if I'm looking at, at Descender, I'm seeing it, it's more on the the DC end of the spectrum because it's a lot yeah. more. I want to say real, but that's probably not the right word. Um, mm. 
whereas whereas Marvel is bright colours and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, whereas to say the, these, I, I can you can physically see some of the you know the brush strokes in Descender. The 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 artwork is that that kind of specific. You can physically see the shading and how they've done it. And um, I mean, obviously they're shading in the the Marvel one, but it's a lot more kind of just bright and in your face. So I, I think it's yeah, it's it's horses for courses again. I enjoyed both of them, and I, I am going to finish Descender because I want to see how it ends. Um, and I, I think I think. I think the two choices that Fraser and I made just just emphasise the diversity within yeah. comics, and um, I'm always going to be more along the indie side of stuff with stuff that isn't just superhero stories. And yeah. he's always yeah. going to want superhero stories, and that's part of why comic books are so special. It's like like, like you've talked about wrestling before. You can have high flying, or you can have brawlers, or yeah. whatever, and you find what you like. Yeah. So may, may, maybe this wasn't a fair comparison. Is pick your favourite. You were always going to pick the one that was more along your tastes, regardless. I guess. I haven't. I haven't picked yet, though. I know. I haven't just picked saying. yet. But yeah. Now, obviously, yeah. The, the Marvel one was easier to read. But then, as I said, I had a base, at least a basic understanding going in um, of 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 what would have been happening, and yeah, I knew it was going to be Captain America on one side and Iron Man on the other. Um, yeah. There, there was obviously, obviously, there was a lot of surprises in there too, but. Um, yeah, I, I already had a basic understanding, but as you said, Descender is very much a, a from scratch. Here's everything that we've got, sort of thing. Um, mm. no, and and, and as, as as well, it's also asking me to choose between sci-fi and superheroes, and you know that's that's a tricky one as well. <laughs> True. So yeah, I, I honestly I, I don't know if I have an answer. I enjoyed them both, um, and I guess it depends on my mood. Like obviously, the when I was when I was kind of reading through them. I got to the end of chapter one of Descender and it, I, w- I was struggling um, with with the, the kind of the layout on the screen. So I, I then you know, jumped over to Civil War, got through all of that in one sitting. Um, right. If if I'm if I'm if I'm in a silly mood, I'd probably say Civil War. If I'm in a if I'm feeling like I'm adulting, I would I would choose um, Descender. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would go I would go back and forth on both. Well, that, that that's a very diplomatic way of answering the question, but I, I think it was a completely unfair question, to be honest with you. The, the, so would you say you genuinely enjoyed Descender? Was it what you were when I said I was going to send you two comic books? What were you actually expecting? I, in all honesty, I had I had no no idea because this is the thing. I I it's, it's uh I, I wasn't naive enough to think that they were both just going to be you know superheroes left right and center with with all the bright colors. I was pleasantly surprised by Descender. I think Civil War was exactly what I was expecting, whereas Descender was 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 uh, a pleasant surprise. Um, and I, I guess at the moment I'm 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 enjoying Descender, whereas I enjoyed Civil War. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll go back to Civil War because um, I, I'm kind of like like uh, I was talking to another friend as well. They, they uh, another friend said he never never rereads a book because he already knows what's going to happen. Um, I'm a bit like that. Very rarely do I reread stuff, but I have reread Descender. <laughs> yeah, oh, because 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 obviously, like you say, it's one of your it's one of your favorites, and just how good it is. Um, but I, I reread it the month before all six volumes. The month before Ascender came out, it was just yeah. it was necessary. <laughs> so I guess it's like going to Infinity War before you go and see Endgame. Exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, but how, how long does it take you to get through something like Descender? Probably. An hour and a half to two hours, maybe. Yeah. Maybe more, more like an hour and a half, I think, because there's actually less text than you think because they give the artwork a lot of space. Yes, yes. And I think, in a way, that's that's now, If I think, as I, as I said earlier, my, my biggest thing with books is that it just takes up a lot of time. And um, mm. it, as, as in my memory, unless it's something that really sinks in, 
um you know there's so many books i've got where i've read the first chapter or the first two chapters put it down haven't had an opportunity to pick it up again for a few weeks completely forgotten where i was at and then had to re revisit the the story from scratch yeah. again, just so i could immerse myself in it um and in a way that's it's it's, it's a blessing and a curse of, of of being uh in love with so many different kind of things in the world is that um it's, it's great to have all these interests but at the same time i'm i, I struggle to kind of give anything my full attention and um yeah. a, lot, a, lot of the, a lot you get one life and you've not got enough time for everything precisely, that you want precisely precisely right? <laughs> it's it's why I, it's why I still haven't started Punisher season two yet because I want to know when I watch episode one I'm going to have the time for a few weeks to to get through every fully, other episode, fully binge. Yes. Yeah. I I, I don't want to watch binge. one episode tonight and then maybe episode two next week and then maybe episode three a few weeks after that because I'll just forget I, I won't be as immersed in it I won't remember why people are doing what they're doing and the, what's happened before I I, I want to be in the worth moment. Doing. It's worth doing with season two of The Punisher because it is very, very good. I, I yeah. consumed that in like four days. I just, yeah, I would, I would love my to life was Punisher. My life yeah. was Punisher for those few days. And the first season was just so good. And as I say, it would be unfair to just watch one one episode now and you near know, willy nilly, and then not care about watching another one because I want to watch it, and I know that I won't, I won't be able to at the moment. So. Yes, it's, I'm, I'm picking my times, but I think I like the fact, obviously, that you can get through these these books in relative, you know, relatively short amounts of time. Like I yeah. could take, I could buy a few, take them on a holiday, and you know, get through, uh, you know, three or four in a day. And um, yeah. it, it would it wouldn't be as intense as trying to read a whole novel, for example. So yeah, I kind of like that. That that's that's definitely something that's opened up my eyes, and that's the the main thing I'm taking away from this is just how easy they are to read. If you go on holiday with a with a bag full of graphic novels, it rapidly becomes very heavy compared to taking one book that would True. take the same amount of time to read. True. So the, the, there's the, and I know we both said we're not particularly fond of reading comic books electronically, but travel wise, it does become very heavy. And yeah. um, when I went to America, I took some books with me, and I, I I ended up having a very very heavy case and having to leave some clothes in the hotel because oh, i've no. got any comic books <laughs> because i was overweight on my uh on my that, uh case to come back that, from the states that is a brilliant lesson in uh in priorities in life i feel uh, <laughs> I, I left a lot of uh, i, I kind of like i kind of like had like um on the bed i had like a, a row of pants newest to oldest <laughs> and the oldest pants went in the bin <laughs> Just Amazing. so I could save my comic books. Amazing. Oh, I admitted Brilliant. that on air. I, yeah. oh, <laughs> such a loser. That's amazing. I mean, maybe it's time that I invest in getting a proper tablet and then, you know, maybe uh, signing up to some of the... Uh, <laughs> That's not you were going to say, maybe it's time I invest in some new pants. <laughs> <laughs> that as well, obviously, but, you know... I, I had to when I got home. <laughs> Like that that is that is a, a I was not expecting to be talking about your pants today, but um, oh, let's let's brilliant. stop talking about my pants. Right. Um, have brilliant. you got anything else to say about Descender or Civil War, or have I ended our conversation on my pants? <laughs> your pants. <laughs> There's a number uh, of things I was about to say, but we're a family show, so I'm not going to go there. Um, uh, no, I, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed them both. I, I can't thank you enough for for asking me to kind of get involved in this and, and you know sending them my way because it's, first it's a brilliant idea of, of trying to kind of get people involved because that's what I've lacked my entire life is somebody kind of sitting me down and going hey read this here's a comic book tell me what you think and now I've done it and I'm like maybe, maybe this world is going to be easier to get into 
knowing the fact it's not going to take me, you know, three weeks to get through just one thing. Yeah. I, I might be able to burn through an entire, you know, decade of, of, of releases, um, you know, in, in, in a few weeks. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's opened me up to the world uh, and, and made me realize that maybe it's not as intimidating as I first thought. Well, well, that's 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 phenomenal news, and I'm really glad that both of our books have kind of hit the spot on that. Yeah, as, as much as much as I wanted you to say, Descender was great and Civil War was childish. That that was never going to happen. And they, were, they were both great. They were both great. There was, uh, I mean, C- Civil War. I mean, it, it wasn't childish in in the the story it was giving. I mean, in a way, it, it kind of touched I, on no, the the no. same the same ethos that X Men has looked at their entire lives of the how how these people with their powers are perceived by the general public. Um, yeah. it's a very it's a very powerful and moving thing. You know, people died in it. It was it was emotional in places, and yeah, I kind of yeah, just yeah. wish that I, I like like you say, if, if I'd have known there was more, I could have potentially you know filled in the the, the cracks as I went along. Um, yeah, yeah. Descender feels more mature in in in, in some ways, <laughs> um, but but then yeah, at the same time there are there's a lot of seriousness in in Civil War as well. So I I thoroughly enjoyed them both for very different reasons. Brilliant. And and like I say, when when you told me you'd only watched the Marvel Civil War films, you'd never read a comic book, I, I kind of pounced. I was like, that would be brilliant for the show. <laughs> and I'm glad it worked, you know. So yeah. thank you so much for joining me. It's been you, a man. great this pleasure having you on the show. Brilliant. So that was Ollie Spring. Welcome back to Geek of the Week. I just want to say thank you again to Ollie Spring. He was a brilliant guest, uh, but I decided not to have him do pull or pass because seeing as he's never read a comic book ever, I thought that would be a bit of a baptism of fire. So now it is time for... Oh, I'm rubbish with the desk. Bear with. There we go. Great Scott. It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? I told you I was rubbish with the desk. That was supposed to happen at the end. Oh. So, yeah. Welcome to Pull Up Pass. This is the part of the show where we look at the week's comic books. And we um, we basically chat about whether or not we would like to continue reading them. That is a pull. Or whether or not we are not interested. So, it is a pass. The term pull comes from a comic book shop term where you... You tell the person behind the counter that you would like to put a comic book on your pull. What that means is they keep you an issue back so that you can collect it as and when you want to. It's like a subscription service, but a little bit more casual. You can pick it up when you want and um, you don't have a direct debit or anything like that. My pull is always homed at Travelling Man, which is a sponsor of the pull or pass section of the show. They are kind enough to have... that They sponsored us for the whole of last month with... A huge pile of free comic book comics. And this month, and going on forward, they are going to give us the comics that we want every every week so that we can review them on the show. So I can't say thank you enough to Travelling Man for becoming our permanent sponsor here on Geek of the Week. Travelling Man is your local comic book shop. They are... Well, they're in Manchester, where I am. They're in York, Leeds and Newcastle. And they're online if you want to as well they have um, offers on at the moment two for one on c7 manga and first second graphic novel so check out traveling man they are brilliant and they will look after you and all your comic book needs so i looked at two titles this month and um there was an image one and a marvel one this month this week uh the first one i looked at was black cat it is a first of a five-part mini series uh, starring 
the Black Cat, who is a character from the Spider-Man books. And my first impression, I looked at the front cover and um, it was a bit over-the-top 90s booby and erotic. I'd, and I get it. That kind of thing will always sell, regardless of who's right on and who's not. There will always be someone who looks at the front cover of a comic book and it's a almost in proportion sized woman with gigantic boobs and it was good it was good art but it just struck me as a little bit considering the character and I, I just thought it was a little bit exploitative but that's probably just me being a little bit oversensitive but inside it was a fun little heist story uh, very much focusing on the cat burglar abilities the the the, uh, the thief side of the black cat and um, she's she's recruited a couple of very likable mooks, Doctor Corpse and Bruno, and um, it was a it was a surprisingly good little story. Um, I really liked how the the, the mooks were they, they did really well with the mooks. I, I don't know whether they I don't know whether they'd been in uh, comic books before or not, but I felt like it was a really good introduction to them, and the story was it was really quite a sophisticated and fun little. Little heist story, so I was really impressed by that. Um, but then halfway through the book, I was like, oh, that's finished. And then there was a second story which starred the fox, who was um, the black fox, who was the black cat and her dad's um, mentor, her teacher. And so the start of, her, of, of the black cat story was consider the cat, and then it was talking about cats. And then the start of the black fox story was consider the fox. And I, I, that was a nice little nudge, like a nice little reference that, of the two almost interrelated stories. And the, the black fox story was a, a fun little self-contained story. And um, I won't spoil it, and because um, there, 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 there was a twist at the end, it was, it was fun. And I, I actually really liked the format. Normally, I'm a bit grumpy about, um, I don't know, it said Black Cat on the front, but half of it was the Black Fox. But they were both really good little stories, so I'm not so grumpy about it as I might have been normally. So, yeah, that I, all in all, it was a fun little book. And I, I was reading the Black Cat miniseries in the 90s, and it was very, very different to this. It was very much focused on her superhero side. And I guess that was what I was expecting the second time around. And it was a nice surprise. It was a fun little thing. And um, I don't know, I think I, I think I enjoyed it enough that if it's only five issues that I, I think I'm going to read it all. I think, uh, I think for me, that is a bit of a pull. So there you go. And the second book I read was by Image Comics. And it was a book called Thumbs. And um, the immediate impression was that this was clearly a um, a big premium title for Image. The, the it was a premium quality comic book. the The front cover was heavier card than the normal paperback, the normal thin paper covers that are the you know. And it was it was noticeable, and the quality of the paper inside was a little bit stronger as well. So it's clearly something that they're um, investing in. And I can see why. I can definitely see why, because it was great. It was a dark, gritty, dystopic sci-fi, very much my kind of thing. And, I, you know, I put this on Pull or Pass because it was something I wanted to read, and I am very guilty of that. I might actually deliberately put on something I don't want to read in future, but I just, I just don't want to. 
So um, I guess there was always going to be an advantage that this comic was going to have for me because it's my kind of thing. And the um, the art was brilliant. The, the, the black and white with the pink colouring, a little bit like um, Sin City, it reminded me of. And I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it was kind of like a, a weird cross between Battle Royale, Tron and Ready Player One. And again, I, I'm a sucker for a twist. There was a massive twist at the end. And yeah, it, it's another limited series. I'm definitely going to read all of this. This is, this is a big fat pull for me. Thumbs, you're on the pull list. It's just, it was just a great comic. And if you're into the darker sci-fi side of comics, this is definitely going to be very much your kind of thing, I think. And, well, that's all we've got time for this week on Geek of the Week. I want to say a big thank you to Ollie Spring for being on the show. And uh, next week, I'm going to be looking at doing um, another one of the shows where I bring in some of the pre-recorded stuff. So we're going to have a trade-off special with a couple of trade-offs that we pre-recorded before Fraser went on holiday. So that should be next, the majority of next week's show. So thank you very much for listening. I've had a fab time. This has been Geek of the Week. I've been Mark. Thank you very much. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.